Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Julio Carrillo, who's a serial entrepreneur and owner of Carrillo Investments, which provides high-end, customized financing solutions to entrepreneurs and growing businesses. And he also is the owner of Platinum Plus Capital, which aims to equip you with the necessary tools and skills on how to build and maintain your wealth. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. Hey, Julio, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Um, can you just expand on that and just let us know, you know where you are with your business today and the kind of people that you love to work with? Well, uh, it all started with Career Investments, uh, but that company is more focused on uh, uh, building, uh, giving businesses more of an infrastructure for financing. Uh, these aren't really small projects. They normally go for 10 million and above. Uh, just because there's different financial instruments that people can use during these projects at that level. But the real passion behind everything I do, to be honest, is more in Platinum Plus Capital, because that is for anybody and everybody. Um, Normally, throughout our youth, when we're growing up, no one gets really taught, well, really anything about finances, nothing about credit, credit cards, how to use them, how to leverage them, mortgages, Bonds, stocks, nothing. Exactly. Now, we don't get the useful stuff that we need. We get told all the rest of the stuff at school, but not that stuff that we're going to need. Absolutely. And now that we're throwing in, you know, a wild card to everything with cryptocurrencies, uh, again, nobody is taught anything about that. Even in today's uh, normal school society, we're still we still don't have a finance class. We have a math class. We don't have a finance class. So. Uh, this is what Platinum Plus Capital is all about. Uh, in the platform, uh, we are a crypto trading company, so we help uh, leverage your funds to, to be part of a member. Uh, but in that membership, you also get access to a platform where we have videos, articles, all about finances, mm-hmm. everything from trading, everything from investing, finances, how to manage them, just teaching you basics at least so you're somewhat equipped so you know what to do. Nice. So how do... How did you come about into this this industry? I mean, we were chatting offline, joking that you, know, you had all those sort of the, the the basic job start with, and worked your way up as most of us do. But how did you find your way into into this? Well, uh, it happened about 2018. I would say 2018, 2019, something like that. Uh, I had my own uh, contracting company. It was very specialized with hygienic wall panels. It's very niche. It's construction stuff, but I was making decent money and. At that time, I had at least a good amount saved up, so I wanted to diversify. Mm. And I didn't like anything that the banks were offering me, and this all stems down to the bank. 
Uh, so I wanted to buy a franchise. I was looking for cash flow. I wanted money to come in. I wanted a different type of business outside of construction because there is there's a lot of good and bad in construction, meaning that like we can get a really big project, have really high cash flow, but then it's like then you got to pause. It's wait, 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 wait until you get another big project. You can be steady, but again, it was too too volatile for me on cash flow and predicting your, your revenue. So I wanted something else. Uh, the short story is um, how to go to the banks, how to get financing, how to get lines of credit. Everything I did that I thought I knew about financing, about lines of credit, was nothing compared to what was actually applicable at the bank. Having cash, trust me, that's not everything. The first thing they'll tell you is, well, if you have cash, use your own cash. I don't want to use my own cash. I want to use yours. <laughs> you know, uh, And it just nothing ever worked. So the whole thing was, I'm sure I'm not the only one with this problem. And the, first, and, the, and the basics for me to start in a business is if you solve a problem, solve a, a, a problem that a lot of people have, look for a problem, and then you solve it. And if you can solve it in a really efficient way that actually serves the customer, then you have a business. Because without a, without customers, you don't have a business. Mm, so, and if there's uh, a system and a process behind what you do rather than just freestyling it and you know, oh, fireflies yeah, yeah, yeah. all the time, then yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's all about systems. And I think a lot of new entrepreneurs get caught up with, yeah. with uh, uh, doing everything themselves. Um, when That was one of the hardest things that I had to learn in my first business was learning to let go. Because I, I, I had a huge staff. I had coordinators, estimators, managers, and I was micromanaging everyone. A lot of it was ego. Yeah, uh, because I thought I knew it all and I had to be control of everything. But you really, really have to learn how to let go mm. uh, for, you know, just be apply all your energy into what you're really good at. My strength was more sales. I was mm. a rock star. I can br I could bring in the contracts, but then I wanted to manage the manager. I wanted to oversee the estimate. And, uh, you know, you just get caught up with wearing too many hats. And when you have too many hats, especially in the beginning, and you can't take the ego out of it. And you can't learn how to let go and trust the people that you're employing, mm. then what's the point of paying them? You might as well not even pay them and do it yourself. So what what was it? What was the pivot point that made you let go, um, release that ego or do it in spite of it? Was it tough? What talking oh, through absolutely. that? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh it was it was more because uh I I overheard one of our guys just how what was the point of me doing? He's just gonna do it. And I'm like. It got me really mad, but I, I've always had a, a decent talent, I would call it, you know, to be able to self-reflect. I've yeah. always been able to do it. I look at, I look at the situation. Well, if he's saying that, why is he saying that? There's always a why. He mm -hmm. could just be a jerk, but he's probably saying it because there's a reason. There's so something in there. There's something yeah. in that. If someone's calling you a, a jerk or a-hole or whatever, right? Maybe you did. It could be possibility. Let's just think logically. Either he's just saying it just to say it, or is there some truth behind it? If there's some truth behind it, it's worth exploring and just seeing what you're doing. Maybe you are wound too tight. Maybe you need to take a break. Maybe you need to look at these aspects. So that's what I did. I looked at it and I said, well, I am paying them. I did take over that call. I did take over that client. I did take over these things. Yeah. So why did I do that? If I'm supposed to trust them to do, it? I'm just supposed to bring them in and close them. They're supposed to manage everything else. Mm -hmm. um, so that was challenging for a while, especially when you're young. I was, I think at that time I was 20, 
28, 25, something like that. I know it's a big of a gap, but I was very young when I started my first company. Yeah. Uh, and I just thought I could do it all. I was overloading myself with work. I was Superman. And uh, yeah, that was big mistake, huge mistake. Uh, and you just have to learn again. For me, it's you have to learn again. For me, sales, I'm going to speak on myself. I'm a 10 in sales. I hate accounting. Most sales guys do hate accounting because it's paperwork. It's a different style, right? Yeah. But that doesn't mean you have to be a 10 in accounting. Educate yourself. Learn the basics. Ask mm. your bookkeeper, your accountant questions to be, let's just say you're a four in accounting. Learn to be a six. Basics. And then mm. hire the 10 in accounting. Hire the 10 in operations if you're not good in operations. Learn the basics because you, it's your business. You should learn everything about it, but hire the tenant operations and then just focus on what you're good at. Okay. So with your experience you've had so far, the good and the bad, all the mistakes that you've made, what mm-hmm. doing it again, if you build a new business or with your, your second business, what's the first hire? What's the structure you would do? What's the first thing like, damn it, if I got to do it again, this is the route I would take because I know it's going to help me no end. It would either be operations uh-huh. Or it would either be accounting, and it depends on what type of business it is. Like for Platinum Plus, first thing I did was hire uh, uh, an accountant uh, and a securities lawyer. But mm-hmm. aside from that, I hired those two because I wanted to make sure that the numbers, uh, I wasn't overlooking every, uh, anything that was super pivotal or vital. Maybe my math was wrong. Maybe my projections were wrong. Mm-hmm. I wanted to make sure that the math for the money, because it's all about money, I need to make sure that was right. Then the second person I hired after that was a CTO, uh, just someone to overlook because I was doing all the trading in the beginning, but now I have uh, staff traders who who do all the trading for me and overlook our AI. Mm. Uh, but because that's not my strength, and I'm honestly I'm not that passionate about that side of the business, I hire someone who loves that side of the business. Yeah, and I just oversee them. We talk, we strategize, we put plans and goals together, but that's their job. That's mm. their baby. And I have to learn to trust that that's their baby. But again, that's a, finding people like that is also challenging. Nice. So with, with your growth, how has that um, impacted your, your personal life? Because a lot of things that you know, we always talk about the business and what it's like to have teams and, and the health that comes with that. But to flip it around and see the you know, behind the curtains of what it's like as you grow as a professional, as you build these teams and let go, um, it can be tough with our personal life, right? It can. Um, I think that boils down, like, for example, myself, I'm married. So that boils down a lot to my relationship and my partner understanding what I do. Uh, we went through a rough trial for a little bit because I was really focused on work and I was dedicated to that. Mm. But we actually had a really good conversation at one point, And I told her the big picture, the big dream, the vision, of what I had at that time. And, you know, she's with me, or we got to figure something out, because this is the dream. This is what I'm doing. And of course, you want your partner to support you, because your partner, that old saying, you know, behind every great man is a a great woman. And that same subject behind every, you know, uh, uh, a man that's failing, or a man that doesn't do to his full potential is a woman holding him back. It could be the same. It could be the same reverse because she could easily not be comfortable. She could mm-hmm. easily not be comfortable with that growth. She could be more simple uh, in her lifestyle. And there's nothing wrong with that. 
but it just matters, you know, the, the, the vibe and the click and the unity between you and your partner is massive. Uh, and uh, that's one of the biggest things. I think if you're married and your partner is not really as supportive as you want, or either you have that serious conversation, go to counseling, find some, just like you would in business, just like you would in any business relationship or partnership, you got to find a consensus. You got to find a, some sort of uh, compromise that works for the both of you. And if you can't, then there's a very difficult choice that has to be made. Yeah. And, and you're right. It all starts with communication mm-hmm. because the life as an entrepreneur, whether you've got a massive team around you or not, it can be a lonely, lonely journey. And it's even very... with the most supportive spouse, partner, family members around us, sometimes they don't quite understand, especially if they're in the nine to five, if they aren't as um, entrepreneurial as, as you, there's that lack of understanding and they might mean well and be supportive, but it can hold, it can hold a lot of us back. Did you, have you found that, that sort of contradiction where they're so supportive, but still don't quite understand? You know what? I, it's funny you say that. Um, Cause I, like I mentioned to you before, I'm doing a lot more publications on, on Instagram and just trying to put myself out there more. And one of the talks I was giving during an interview was the false reality of entrepreneurship. What Instagram does and if you, you know, just scroll, you'll see the girls, you'll see the boats, you'll see the Lambos, you'll see the pile of money, the clubbing, the partying. That's not entrepreneurship. That's content. Entrepreneurship is incredibly lonely. It tests your will. It tests the, it tests the friendships and family around you. It's one of the hardest things. It's, it's uh, for me, it's climbing Mount Everest. You look at it and it's freaking tall right? Not everybody can climb it. Most people don't even make it to the summit. People barely make it to stage one. Mm. It's super lonely. And it's just very quiet. You got your gear on and you're climbing all by yourself pretty much. And you're just following a line and that's it. But it's incredibly lonely, incredibly challenging. Um, you know, if, if you're not good with rejection, then I suggest maybe entrepreneurship would not be the best route for you because mm-hmm. you're about to endure the next three to five years of negativity failure, rejection, growth, and a massive scale in, in like internally, because it will build your resilience. But if you're, if you're not good in that world, if you're not good with someone telling you to F off, to doubt you, to call you names, scammer, whatever you want to, wh- whatever, right. Mm. Uh, uh, just call you out on your quality of work. Yeah. It's not going to be fun at all. Yeah. I, so. I, I hear that. We see that so, so much. But also on the flip side, it is if you're struggling with that, if that's a, um, something you want to work on, being mm-hmm. an entrepreneur is the best way. It's You're in the fire. You have to oh, do the thing. And you're surrounded by like-minded people who have been there and, and gone through it at different different levels, different times. Mm-hmm. And with the stories that you know, in this podcast people share, it's like, oh, yeah, I've been through that. I've done that. I get it now. Yeah. So yeah. it's um it's a great way to actually over else you know, some of these things if you don't do the thing build the business mm-hmm. follow your dream one you're gonna be full of regrets two that challenge may stay with you for the rest of your life so you won't actually excel in the areas that you the other areas so um I think it's a it can be tough but hopefully yeah, I, these kind of stories are inspiring people to uh, want to say yeah, yeah I I. I, I got to do it. It is possible. Yes, it's oh, uh, hard, but yeah. here's the real story. 
you know, there's a couple of things on that. It's uh, for anybody, uh, guys tend to be very visual, right? We have this vision. I would say compared to World War II, any of those old school guys who see scars on their face, scars on their body, because they went to war, they went to battle. Mm. That's what it is. You're going to war, you're going to battle. And you're just going to come out of it with cool war scars and you know you came out stronger and, and better from it. But the other thing is, you know, the journey that you're going to have as, as an entrepreneur is no different than the journey from going to the gym. Day one, you're not going to get a six pack. Day two, your biceps aren't going to be huge. But if you stay committed for three to five years, well, you're going to be in phenomenal shape. You're going to have that dream body. If you just stay committed to that diet, to that workout, to the exercise mm. plan, it's the same thing for business. It's the same thing on your journey to business or your journey on your business. If you stay committed through all that relentless trying and all those times you had to wake up at 5 a.m., 4 a.m., 6 a.m., whatever, working those 12-hour shifts, 18-hour shifts, if you commit to that for the next three to five years, I promise you, you'll be successful. There's not anybody on this earth, at least that I know of, that yeah. hasn't fully committed for a long period of time, three to five years, and has not come out with something beneficial at the end. Yeah, There's be that, some... that top 1% mm-hmm. that actually stick yeah. with it and see it through. But man, this is this is great chat. I love this. I could talk about this all day long. Um, <laughs> and it's inspiring. It's like, yeah, just do this. But let's bring in some examples of of the the flip side so hey dude what what was one of the one things whether it's early on or recent that actually made you question doubt or be like oh can i do this even for a split second oh no it happens all the time you know that monster that 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 little thing in the back of your head it, it it hurts it constantly doubts it's a constant doubt but it's one of those things that um uh you know I'm a parent. I'm a dad. Uh, it's one of those things that you just have people who follow you and they don't they, like, they don't know the story. You have kids, your family, your friends, mm. the people who follow your employees, they don't know what you're going through, but they, they depend on you. And they, 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 they're expecting you to guide them. They're expecting that payday or they're expecting you to lead them, inspire mm. them, motivate them, to carry them if they need to, to give them a dream, to give them a vision. And you're just expected of that. That's your responsibility. That kind of And that responsibility can weigh heavily on shoulders because half the time you're wondering, <laughs> where's, that, where's that paycheck going to come from? You know, I've been... I've been on, uh, let's just say the payday is first on the 15th. I've been on the 14th at 7 p.m. looking at my phone. How am I going to pay my guys? How am I going to pay my guys? I don't know what to do. Who do I call? Who in my circle can I call that can loan me money? Mm. Right there at that second, a couple of things happened. You either find a way, you know, the money gods somehow the next day, right in the morning, that deposit you've been waiting for for a week comes in. But at that moment, when you're look, staring at that phone, you start realizing, I really don't have anybody to call on. I really don't have anybody who would loan me the money, who believes in me enough that they would say, no, I got you. I know I got it. I, I know you'll pay me back. You're good for it. Like most of us, I think most entrepreneurs have been there when we're like, I don't know what I'm going to do. And I don't know who mm. I can call on. And that's one of the things where I think a lot of people don't see it as you really, really, really got to expand on your network and look at people and find people who have been in those situations so you can draw on because Julio doesn't have all the answers. 
Mark may not have all the answers, but you need to find someone else to really fall back on. So you don't put yourself in that position again. I'm not saying it's healthy to be in that position because it's not, but I, I can almost promise that most entrepreneurs out there have been on deadline day with no answers and they don't know. And they still have to put on that face when they walk out of that office and mm. make sure everybody knows it's okay. So yeah, uh, in, it's one of those in, things. In that moment, I think there's, there's two things. There's, there's that faith, there's that pure belief mm-hmm. that I'm, I am doing this for the right reasons. I know what I'm doing. I trust the process. I believe there's a level of faith that comes with it, but also there's the frame of mind. There's the perspective that we all have. In that moment, we have a choice. We can look at the threats. We can look at the doubts that's coming in. Or we can expand and look at the opportunities. Look at the resources we do have. Mm-hmm. And it's so easy to go into, um, yeah, I don't know your situation, but yeah. there's no one that can lend the money. There's the negative, the this, the that. Chances are, if you look somewhere else, mm-hmm. if you keep that positivity and keep that the right level of mind, there's always opportunity. There's always possibilities if we're able to do that. And God damn it, it's hard in the moment. Absolutely, right? Yeah, for sure. You know, it's like I said, it's one of those things where you, where realism slaps you in the face. And that's, that's, that's the journey of being the entrepreneur of being a business owner is you have to really learn. And I know it's a lot easier said than done because sometimes it challenges me when I'm super stressed out on, how are, how my day is going and what everything's going to look like. I have created the habit of really pulling myself out of my situation. I have my own thinking chair. I think most guys do. They just have a seat somewhere in the house where they just sit. I think best when I'm taking a shower, honestly, or when I'm actually having like a, a, a nice scotch or tequila, I just need to breathe and I need to mm. accept this is the problem that's the last time I'm going to think about the problem because now I need to think about the solution. What is going to make things better? How am I going to solve this? Because yeah. a lot of us stay stuck on the problem. I can't, I can't, I can't. Yes, you can. We just need to think of how there's always a solution. And sometimes the solution may not be pretty, mm. but that's truth. You know, the solution you may not like and maybe you do need to pull out. Maybe you do need to take a break. Maybe this isn't the right business for you. But what are you going to do now? Are you going to quit? Are you going to keep pushing? What is the solution that best speaks to you? Only you as an individual genuinely know the right solution. Only myself or Mark or the viewer right now genuinely knows if they look in the mirror, deep down in their heart, they know what the problem is. And I'm going to preface that with, and look deep down. Don't oh, the first level down. It's like that. That's where uncomfort lives. That's where the excuses live. And you mm-hmm. you can find it, but really, really dig down. Is it uncomfortable, or is it definitely not right for me? And yeah, you're right. Only you can really know that if you take mm-hmm. the time to get in your thinking chair, have a extra Aneo tequila, and just <laughs> let the inspiration flow. Right. Mm-hmm. And and again, sometimes. Uh, again, the the people you surround yourself by are hugely important. Uh, I I let go. I would say 95, 98% of all my relationships last year. It's not that I'm being, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, I'm not being super self-centered, but I'm looking at those relationships and I'm not saying, and this can get twisted, but I'm not saying 
What do they do for me? But how do they help me grow? Is this are all my friendships, my male friendships, the, the relationships that I've had, how are they helping me grow? Can I draw for them? How many of these people, if I had a problem right now, can I say I need advice? And can they really relate to me and say, you know what, I've been there, but this is what I would do. Don't listen to me, but this is what I would do. How many people are those can you draw from in your social circle? Or how many people are just, if you're an entrepreneur or business owner, how many people are just employees? Because I guarantee you an employee will never see what you see, can never understand what you understand. So uh, that those are one of the things like you need to find those social circles, networking, talking, establishing relationships. It doesn't matter if they're in your industry or not. It helps. But, you know, you really those those relationships are key. Right. So, mm, yeah, I found that I found that one of the hardest things to, to do is to let go of that because you're just used to it. Right. You're used to those friendships. You like the laughs. You like the smiles. But being honest and cruel about it the f are you smiling about what are you partying about what are you celebrating did you achieve your goals friday night i swear to god friday night saturday night sunday nights i'm working there's no stopping i'm not gonna i'm i'm, I'm not gonna go out and celebrate because i really haven't personally achieved my personal goals everybody has their limits and what their view what success is and what their goals are and that's fine but have you achieved that yet mm. have you done that yet but that's just me being a workaholic. I'm a bit of a workaholic that well, way. There's, there's, there's a balance that you need to work on, and I'm sure, I'm sure you will be. But finding these relationships, finding the work-life balance, finding the, the platforms, the employees that serve you. Yes. Are they serving you or are you serving them? Once you can have that shift. And again, get on your chair. It's a question to sit with. Mm-hmm. And only you can really find that answer. And when you do, there you go. The, the way forward will just... It will just open up. Uh, you know, I had this friend one time, um, just to give you a small example, what I think a good friend or a good role model or a good person to be in your circle would be. Uh, you know, I call them because I was uh, we were in the same industry. He was technically a competitor, but we were friends. Mm. And um, and I'll be like, hey, man, what's going on? And he just said, nothing, man. What are you doing? I was like, nah, man, just living the dream. No, you're not. And he would just hang up. And I'll come back and say, dude, what's up? It's like, I said, how are you doing? I was like, living the dream. I was like, I don't believe you. And it would hang up. And he, and the third time I finally got what he was doing, I was like, I'm in the dream, man. I'm living it up. Everything's good. Business is growing. And I just, I really had to, he really, he heard it in my voice that I didn't believe it. I didn't say it. And I, Ooh, and nice. He, and he was trying to change my perspective on it. He was trying to change my attitude towards it because it's massive. It's super massive. One thing I under understated, by the way, I'd never done up until uh, fall of last year. I never wrote my goals down. I never wrote my goals down. I never had my, you know, some people use a vision board. I use it slightly different, but, uh, uh, but the power that your mind has is unbelievable. Literally. It's so unbelievable because um, again, most guys tend to be very visual. Most guys need to see it. Um, some guys are built, you know, however it works, but I think that's just part of understanding stuff. But for me, I literally have this, uh, um, I have it, uh, here on my wall, just, uh, it was a professional picture that I got them taken. It was just me in a very, like in a suit, just very, my power suit. Right. So I took that picture for one sole purpose. I printed out, I think there's about 15 keywords and I know what I'm about to say sounds funny, but I swear to God, it works for me as I just wrote like. I am a genius. I just wrote, I just wrote the word genius 
disciplined, unstoppable, sought after, all these power words that I wanted. <clears throat> and if you really pay attention, the first time I've ever said, I always say as I am genius, I am smart, I am blah, 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 I'm blah, blah, blah. Second time, you see a little bit more bass in your voice. The third time, I'm frustrated. And then I'll, I'll literally readjust my shoulders. I'll start looking at that picture. And, I'll, and then it's the conviction behind it. Because that conviction is massive. And a lot of us, you know, I challenge any guy right now, any guy, wake up in the morning tonight, wife's not home, girlfriend's not home, it doesn't matter. I challenge you, go look in the mirror and call yourself smart. Call, say you're courageous. And I promise you, most of you will not be able to look in that mirror and deadlock your eyes into that person. You will notice your eyes sway to the left or to the right. And that is because you genuinely don't believe it. I challenge you to do that and keep doing that every day until you can look at yourself in the eyes and see that beast inside. And then you believe it. And that's when you know you got it. And it's just one of those things that you constantly have to wear. It's so powerful what, what you really say to yourself and what people project on you, how much it affects you. Beautiful. That was an amazing rant. Julio, you're a beast. Love it. <laughs> Love it. Hey, look, we could talk for hours on this, but we got to wrap this up. So look, if people want to find out more about you um, and your businesses, where can they find you? Well, they could find me on Instagram at the real Julio Carrillo. Uh, it's on the screen. Or they could just go to Platinum Plus Capital. Uh, those are the two best sites. Um, Career Investments is more meant for institutional stuff, unless you're an institution. But either way, reach out to me at the real Julio Carrillo. And uh, yeah, let's make things happen. Uh, even if it's just for support for guys who've been in that run and that mm. you know feel that they're not there yet. Honestly, I'm all about support. Uh, you could shoot me a DM, and if I can support you in any way, I'm I'm here. Um, and it's one of those things that guys need to just need to know that they're not completely alone. There are, we do, most of us don't verbally say it, but you can ask for help, man. It's, it's not that, uh, don't, don't let that ego get in the way. And one way or another, we can all make it. Beautiful. It's all about the connections. Julio, thank you so much for your time. This has been an absolute pleasure. Thanks. I really appreciate the time. Hey, welcome. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? Uh, we ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is, and we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah, so please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See you next time. Bye.